Hello and welcome to the Bear Claw Podcast. I am your host, Omar Delgado, with me, Zachary Stein, also known as Stein, and also with me, Isaac Turgeon, Yo. Packers fan extraordinaire, with a new mic, new setup, I hear. New mic, this yes. Week, so. It sounds good, dude. <laughs> yeah, I spent a pretty penny. Well, I mean, it was like 70 bucks, but. Make <laughs> <laughs> it sound like. <laughs> I was expecting like the, at least the two, like a two hundred or something. <laughs> no, all right. Hey, I, um, it gets it done. Yeah, no cleanups from last week. I don't think, unless you guys got anything. But all right, here we are to recap week three. It was the Chicago Bears versus the Kansas City Swifties. Uh, and leading up to it, before we get into the game, I think we're going to talk because last week was a pretty crazy week for the Bears organization. So we're just going to hit real quick um, to start off on some of the things that happened, and then we'll probably delve into them a little more later. Um, but first things first, Alan Williams resigned last week. There was a lot, a lot of rumors going around. There was people saying that um, that the FBI had raided Hallis Hall. People were saying that Peanut Tillman was part of the investigation, which we also learned that Peanut Tillman is apparently in the FBI. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, there was just a lot of stuff going around. There wasn't really any, you know, any solid info on what was going on with that. Um, I've seen a few tweets and some people with sources supposedly are saying that it's something pretty serious. Um, But I think they ended up coming out with an announcement saying that he was uh, leaving for health reasons and to uh, focus on his family and stuff like that. Well, that was his legal team that came out with that. I don't think that the Bears leadership has actually like 100% dropped on board with that yet. Yeah. Because according to them at this point, they have confirmed that it was an HR issue. Yeah. And what that had to do with, they still have yet to share with anybody. Um, And I think that that's going to fully depend on whether there are any type of like criminal charges brought on or not. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that whole thing, but it definitely was. I think that was probably one of the things that took up a lot of their time and focus this last week within the organization um, across the board for the whole coaching staff, which is clearly going to have an effect on the team. And that's unfortunate when you've got a team that's just, just missing the mark. on everything. So. Yeah. Just adds on top of the. Yeah big dumpster fire uh so yeah i mean regardless of us not knowing uh, the reasons why it, it seems like the bears organization has moved on already and the Eberflus has taken over uh calling the defensive plays uh so yeah i mean i guess we'll find out or maybe we won't eventually what what exactly happened but for now he's out of here Another thing so that Eberflus happened... is fully calling the defense right now mm-hmm. and he had a full well, week to uh call or to prepare well, for this last game he had a full week to prepare along with a bunch of meetings within the organization to deal with everything that's going on. Um, plus, what was the other th- the other big issue that they had this week? Not the fields part, but the uh, the lawn equipment, right? Yeah, so they had a hundred thousand dollars in lawn equipment stolen from Bears Field. <laughs> that's just fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, it's just so random. Like, why is that? <laughs> like, I don't know. It seems pretty like random to me, and. I mean, it's still a problem, and I guess that's still a distraction too. Although I can't imagine the players were too, uh, too hurt or too worried about the lawn equipment. But yeah, and then you talked about the Fields drama, which uh, we can talk about that real quick. That was just Fields basically came out and was saying, in certain words, that uh, he felt like 
it was kind of like coaching that was, and he was getting too much information and this, this and that. Um, and that was the reasons why he hasn't been able to do as well. And he feels like he hasn't been playing himself. Like he's been playing more robotic and, uh, people kind of took that and ran with it. And the headline was fields blames coaches for not being as good basically. Uh, which I think was a little, I think that was unfair. Um, but I think that was like, taken out of context compared to when you actually listen to the what tip. he said. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and the way in which he said it, because there wasn't any malice and it was not like there wasn't even really frustration no. in it. It was literally just it was like he was trying to think it through out loud, almost unfortunately use the press as like a whiteboard session. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like or or like a soundboard, you know, to kind of like brainstorm like what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. And yeah, definitely it, it the way that it was phrased was much more that I've been playing more robotic and I don't know if that's because of just, you know, some of the game plan or like, you know, what I'm being coached into and that he was referring towards like trying to stay in the pocket more, trying to yeah. – the whole thing in the offseason was that they were going to be turning him into a traditional pocket passer. <laughs> so I think I think that's kind of what he's referring to is it's making him robotic. And I'm like, oh, I get that. You're going against your nature, your instinct. Um Poor timing, maybe not the best place for you to say those words. Yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I think at the end of the day, what he was trying to express was just, I'm not playing like myself, you know, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. I'm going to change that. And, but the media took that and ran with it in a totally different direction. He actually ended up calling a press conference not too long after that to clarify and be like, guys, this is my fault. I'm not blaming the coaches. The coaches are fine. Like it's whatever, like it's on me. I need to play better. <laughs> Mm -hmm. which was uh pretty funny and then i don't know if you saw but they did a little um him and uh getsy hugged it out during practice in front of the cameras like on purpose they were like on the practice field and then they came mm -hmm. up to each other and like looked at the cameras and like hugged it out you know to kind of show that there was no uh ill will between the two of them um so yeah i mean that's that's pretty much pretty much it i, th I just thought that whole thing was kind of ridiculous but what can you do all right so after that crazy week it was probably crazy, like what would you say, like 48 hours at Hallis Hall and for Bears fans, it was kind of crazy. Uh, longer than that. A little I longer, mean, yeah. Because every day something new was coming out about about Williams. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I felt like the rumor mill, it was just taking us in all directions. Every day it was something different. <laughs> something else, yeah. It was like, oh no, this didn't happen, but this happened. Oh, and by the way, like they did confirm that they FBI did not, in fact, raid Hallis Hall. In fact, yeah. like no law enforcement had, to, uh... had like done anything official at Hallis Hall. So mm -hmm. that was that was a big thing because that was one of the headlines too. Was like FBI raids Williams' home and Hallis Hall, and it was yeah. like that, that that actually did not happen. So yeah, it, it was. I think it was literally almost every day. Yeah. So crazy week leading into a shitty game for the Bears. How are you feeling right now? A day later. You're asking me how I'm feeling. <laughs> a day later. I am asking you. <laughs> Unless Nothing you changed. Nothing at all changed. I'm my my feeling. Uh, just being brutally honest, it feels like the organization, specifically the coaching staff, has given up on Fields. It feels very reminiscent to me of Tim Tebow and the last couple of stops that he had. Like he very clearly showed what type of success, in what type of situations he could be successful. Um, and, you know, people seem to design schemes against the strengths and towards his weaknesses instead. Yeah. And that 
100. We have two solid games already in this season to show, hey, maybe let Fields cut loose a little bit. And we had like one run in like, what was it, the first possession I think that we had, maybe the second, uh, where you know he took off and he, he ran up, he got a first down. It was like, oh, sweet. And I think that was the last first down we got for a while. <laughs> like, yeah. And then he didn't do it again. And it's just like, it, the, clearly the play calling did not change. Uh, well, there were fewer screens, um, but we were literally just, <laughs> they running, tried the it, though. <laughs> just running the ball straight up the middle. And it was like, it, it just it just felt like they were not putting him. Nothing changed with the scheme. The offensive coordinator is, it blows my mind. At a certain point, I was pissed last week. This week, I'm like beyond pissed to the point of, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, seriously, come on. Like, it's all there. It's all there. You know what you can do. But 13 games without a fucking win. And some of those very winnable games, like, there's no excuse for it. Yep. And at this point, I will go back to what I said with, about Fields in the beginning. I felt so fucking bad for him when we drafted him. And it just felt like, great, we're going to destroy another young kid's career. And so far we have. That's exactly what is happening right now. And anybody that thinks otherwise... You know, you can have your opinion. It's fucking wrong, but you know that's you what's happening. <laughs> yeah, and he he needs to go. He needs to go. He needs to get the fuck out of Chicago. And now I don't I don't want him out because I don't like him. I like Fields a lot. I want him out because I do like him, and I would love to see him actually be a force to be reckoned with in this league. But he needs to go and be with someone that can help develop him. He needs to go be in a system that's actually going to support him. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but the Chicago Bears have fucking failed miserably and dishonorably in the way that they've gone about it. And it pisses me off. How are you feeling? Um, not great. I just, I think I've lost all faith in this coaching staff. Um, I think I bought, it feels like when I bought into Nagy and <laughs> I feel like I got fucking bamboozled. Uh, Cause I, I mean, I just, I can't agree with you more. No, nothing changed. And yet a week, and I, I don't know how you look at what we've been doing and say, let's do that more, um, except with a little Let, less let's, screens. Let's do yeah. that more. Yeah, like, I I don't I don't get it. So speaking of more, the they barely minute, did it more. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I th he had like what, like three, four catches I just and targeted yeah. maybe like, you know, maybe one more time than that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just we are ruining Justin Fields and it, it's annoying too. I am really frustrated because I, I will continue to be an apologist for him. And I just think that like I go online and see all these people being like, Justin Fields just sucks. He's a bust. It's this, it's that. It's his, it's his fault. I don't think it's his fault. Um, and I think it's pretty obvious that like you said, the bears have failed him and have ruined yet another quarterback. And if you think that uh, tanking this season and getting Caleb Williams is a, is a good route to go, you're a fucking idiot. Cause we're just going to do the same thing to him. So we cannot get a quarterback. Like you can't draft a quarterback. No, you have to get someone that's already developed and can come in and actually whip out their dick and be like, no, the offensive coordinator is fucking stupid. This is what we need to do. Yeah. Luke gets, might be a double agent, honestly. <laughs> For those of you that don't remember, Luke gets, came to it. It was Luke Getzi, right? He came to us from the Packers. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think he's on a double agent mission. All right. So overall, I mean, that's how we're feeling. Just bad. This just sucks, I, dude. It's just, we're just, it just sucks. This is not fun. 
I was no, really excited for this it's, season, and this is it's like, really hard to watch a game. It'd be one, yeah, to watch the whole. I mean, I was already checked really out. It, it's so tough, and you know, losing games is one thing, but losing games in the way that we're losing them. I mean, we lost fourteen games last year, and I was I do not feel the way I feel right now. Losing three, they're getting outplayed on every side of the ball. Outplayed, outclassed, outcoached, just through and through. I mean, this that game alone, especially was forget just, the players. It was like watching an SEC team play an out-of-conference team at the beginning of the season where they just blow them the fuck out of the water. But they're trying to give that little school like a little bit of national television time, you know? Yeah, a little attention. That's what this felt like. It literally felt like they they were out-coached. Just look at the coaching staff on the sidelines. This is the difference. It's not just the teams. It's the coaching staff alone. You're like, oh, this is what a championship coaching staff fucking looks like. Yeah. Who were able to take, by the way, the Chiefs were the third youngest last year, like snap wise, right? We talked about like how many snaps we had last year with like guys in their first year, second year. Then after that, I think it was Jacksonville. And then three was the Chiefs. And yet mm. they won a fucking Super Bowl with it. So it just like goes to I do remember show. that story. That being the story a lot was just how, uh, how young uh, Mahomes' weapons were last year. A lot of people on the mm-hmm. offense and stuff. But yeah, I mean they have a great coaching staff. Who's their OC? We should we should uh, get him to be head coach. Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> for anyone we couldn't that, afford him. For anyone that forgot, uh, Matt Nagy is the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Fucking wild. Uh, yeah, but he also has to go through Andy Reid, and that's yeah. really where the power is. Let's not <laughs> yeah. let's not fucking pretend. Okay? Right? No. Yeah. I mean that's. Uh, <laughs> So we can dig into the Chiefs a little bit. I just think there's not a whole lot. I mean, I think they did what I kind of what we kind of I predicted. I don't remember if either of you guys predicted last um, last week where they just they got their offense to pop off. Uh, they really they got were looking for going. a game where they could finally click together as a unit, and yeah. that was the game. A hundred percent. They were like, you know what? This is a great practice squad for us to go up against. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the plays they were calling too were exactly that, where it was just literally like, let's just try this shit out. <laughs> they were like, we need to get some reps in. Yeah. You know, like we only got to run this once at practice last <laughs> week. We definitely need to get a few more. Let's yeah. use it here. Let's use yeah. it. Let's, let's plug it in. Um, just wild. Mahomes did not get touched all day. God he pretty damn much him. was all day in the pocket and did whatever the hell he wanted. He could have cooked you the see fucking... him like just when the pocket would kind of collapse on one side, just step up into it like it was yeah. nothing. Just yeah. steps up, steps up, flings it, just done. He's like, yeah, yeah no, that's cool. He didn't even really have to scramble that much, I feel like. God, no. There was an, almost no pressure again. It was, I don't know. That was that was rough to watch. Dude, and then and Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco just ran just, over he can and do whatever the fuck he the wants. The yards apparently. after contact was was what was blowing me away. Was just our yeah. failure to be able to bring him down. I mean, he would just hit someone and run through them, and then it would take another two to three guys to pile on there just to get him down. It was it was crazy. I was legit concerned that we just watched the Dolphins score seventy points. I was legit concerned. That I the was Chiefs yeah. were, were like felt a challenge to that, dude. Well, then I. <laughs> I, I was like, like watching the game fuck. too. I was like, "Fuck, dude!" There's still like 13 minutes left, dude. Like they could definitely like. We were at the mercy because I definitely think they could have put up 73 or more on us if they if they really wanted. Absolutely, they could have easily. Like, we are. We should be grateful that uh, <laughs> that they that didn't. Mahomes sat down. That yeah. Mahomes did not come back. <laughs> yeah. They put their fucking second and third string guys out there for the last part of the game, like. 
that that's just as a player that is the most dis disrespectful moralizing and disrespectful not yeah. not disrespectful no I, honestly th- I, like from a coaching perspective it's like that's like a mercy you know? yeah so yeah. so from that perspective as a warrior it's kind of like like an honorable death <laughs> but it is definitely like degrading you're just like yeah. fucking hell this is ridiculous and even yep. then you're struggling even then you barely can put up points on the board <laughs> yeah like, oh jesus their defense did really well too. Their defense I mean, was really good. Uh, not that, not that they necessarily had a challenge, but <laughs> yeah, their cornerbacks were like locked in for that game. Yeah, I was going to ask you how do you felt about how you felt about their coverage. I, I it seemed I to me it like they did good. a really good job taking away more and Mooney and Claypool and just any well, options they, really. I love how many different looks they give to that defense is just fun to watch. Kind of like the Saints defense is is very interesting and the bucks this year are very interesting but like all the different schemes that they'll come out with because they'll they'll come up with like you know they've got the four-man front and then they have a two-man front where all of a sudden they have like five linebackers and shit you're like what the fuck is happening you know (laughs) yeah um i did like watching that i thought that was pretty cool playing man playing zone they've got nice they're just they're just Good. And you can tell that they're locking it in still. You can tell that this is what honing it in should be. We came into this season talking about the issue with our defense of not having seen all of them operating together yet yeah. and how excited they were to get all of them on the field so that they could start like gelling and, and really get start chemistry getting chemistry. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, well, everyone's hurt and no one like that's just not happening and i'm like this is where i thought we would be with the defense of like seeing them like oh oh clicking okay like things falling into place you know it was um or you know even on the offensive side like hoping for things to start and this was it was like this game for the chiefs is what i had hoped like week two or four (laughs) would be for us is that like Oh, things are finally clicking. Mm-hmm. So it was it was hard to watch because I was like, God damn, like it's very interesting. And the Chiefs are definitely good. But it's like, why can't we do some of that? <laughs> Even like 10% of that. Yeah. Jesus gives just something. look competent. Try something. Yeah. Uh so they held the Bears to one field goal and one touchdown. Good coverage. And uh I mean, yeah, they just did a great job of not only keeping the pressure on fields and collapsing the pocket, but I just think they also did a good job for the most part of when fields did try to run and use his legs. I think they did a really good job of, uh, of containing him. I think how'd you feel about him running? I mean, there was a couple of plays where he ran where I was like that, that is, that's fields. That is what we want. That is what we should be doing. Why aren't we doing that? (laughs) But I mean, it it was only here and there. I I don't, I mean, it just goes back to the thing with coaching where I don't understand why we aren't doing more of what, more of that you know more watching him run there were only a couple of times where it didn't seem like he hesitated to do it he just took off and those are the ones where he was successful yeah the ones where he didn't get a lot or maybe he just barely got back to the line of scrimmage or i felt like he stuttered and not in a trying to outmaneuver the pressure but more in a oh fuck like should i should, should I, I try to throw? Should, yeah. Yeah. Should I finish like, so the progression? Should I go back? You can back tell to the, he's yeah. still fighting that. Yeah. Now, I, yeah, I guess we'll get into it with the offensive. Yeah. Piece, we'll but get, just watching. We'll dig in a little they more definitely more. were able to sort of do it, a good job containing him because I still think that he's hesitant to take off. Yeah. Any final thoughts on the Chiefs? No, I'm looking forward to see what they end up being yeah. towards the end of the season. You yeah. Know, I mean, they are already looking great. 
Okay, so that's the Chiefs. Uh, we're going to start digging into the uh, Chicago Bears now. We're going to start with the Bears defense, which was not good. Overall, we're, we're three games into the season, and we have one sack, and that was uh, against Green Bay week one. It does not feel like Chicago Bears football. It just doesn't. Nope. As I mentioned before, Mahomes – had all day in the pocket. I mean, he could have been grilling steaks back there. He he really just had all day, and there was no pressure on him. Uh, I think I saw, too, there wasn't – it was one of those things where it was like there wasn't a lot of blitzes, but, you know, some people were saying, like, okay, but you can't really blitz against Mahomes because that's when, he, you know, he kind of breaks out and he does good jobs, uh, good job against the blitz. But it's like, I mean, come on, we got to get some sort of pressure on him or something. You have to create know. some type of pressure. And yeah. not just that, if you know that you're going to get – like, you knew – Let's face it. We knew that the Bears were not going to win this game, even sure. if they were doing well. Like, yeah. That's just, just it, w- it was not going to happen. Um, even with that, the defense. Like at that point, then then maybe we should have used it as practice as well of yeah. practicing against one of the greatest teams in the league right now. Like go and try some shit. Yeah. And know that yeah, we're probably going to fail on some stuff, but at least we can try it and see what it looks like at full fucking speed with yeah. the right people. Like, yeah, especially like with Eberflus. Like this is your first full week of preparation. Like you, you know, get you know, iron some things out. Use this game to. I don't know. Do something more. Try something. But yeah, I guess not. Doesn't help. You know, we've got injury after injury again in this game, particularly in our um, secondary. Uh, especially in the secondary. Yeah. So at one point, all uh, our top five backs were all out of the game at one point and only uh, Jaquan Brisker was the only one that came back in. Still think he didn't have a great game. No, you know, good enough, uh, but, but I mean, game. it's tough too, though. I mean, yeah. When you're the only top five guy out there, that's just unfortunate. I really, I mean, we'll see it's only the third game, but I mean, still, I, I really thought that was going to, this was going to be a strength of ours it was our secondary. And I was looking forward to, uh, to having a lot of takeaways and seeing them, you know, flying around out there hitting people and getting intercepted. We have two. But we have we have two takeaways. Two <laughs> takeaways in three games. Yeah. One of which uh, was in garbage time against the rookie quarterback. So I think the other one was uh, hey, stats from or my stats guy pitch, okay? Jack Stan, a... uh, Jack Sanborn. Shout yeah. out to Jack Sanborn. Got the INT. <laughs> uh, so real quick, just a stat for you: the Bears have allowed twenty-five plus point in 13 straight games which ties the nfl record for 25 plus points so like that's the streak right yeah a streak of 13 hey, games with 25 plus points looking to break it next week so right? we're looking breaking at, records let's, let's, we're gonna be breaking records we're this breaking season. records one way or another again so. another record breaking season i guess it's worth mentioning too uh no nah, it's not worth maybe we'll talk about it or whatever but any, any final thoughts on the defense I'm very curious as to what the fuck the future is going to look like. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't imagine Eberflus is going to actually call the rest of the season. They have to get somebody in. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to promote from in house because there's fucking nobody in house that could that like Can even has near enough background to do that. The only other thing that I could think is that now the Chicago Bears have never fired a coach mid season. Yeah, but I also would not be opposed to him getting demoted. So technically, technically, he still wasn't not fired. fired yeah. right? so. <laughs> just demoted. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, I just feel like our defense just looked soft. And I mean, our, our front four are just not getting anything done. Kenny Kunkakwe has just been basically silent, except for when he almost, except when he accidentally injured. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' ankle. <laughs> That's been about it. That's the only contact he's had with the quarterback. Um, 
it was a whoopsie yeah <laughs> and it was an accident so i, I don't that, know it's just soft it's just not i don't think there's any defense. defensive coordinator out there that could come in and fix it just because the personnel is not oh, really? there really uh, no no i mean nobody's i don't think anybody out there has the enough it doesn't matter at this point with experience they would literally could come in and make it like not suck a little less but yeah. like there's only so much that they could do with the personnel that they have now i think that there are some out there that might have bigger balls on them to come and go fuck it let's call this season what it is at this point it's fucking garbage so we need to just be trying shit and see what works and so you say because uh, of personnel you think because of injuries and stuff like that or just because we yeah. don't have the talent on the roster no, I, I think it's the person. First off, we're at the professional level. All of them are extremely talented, right? They're the top, sure. like, <laughs> sub 1% of, yeah. of athletes that can play this fucking sport. Yeah. Um, so they all have that potential. Even the ones that have, like, low ratings. Like, when you go through, like, the different rating systems that they use for all the different positions, they still have potential for growth. Yeah. And the problem now, though, is you bring in a defensive coordinator, you have to learn a, learn a whole new scheme. And he's going to move people around and get people in more reps in different places under this new scheme. It's going to take a while before that, that potential growth actually takes place at all. Right. Like yeah. you kind of have to break it down and relearn things. And then, so yeah, I, for the season itself, I don't think anyone could come in and actually save the defense. Yeah. Fair. Um, well, hopefully we can get healthy <laughs> Yeah. by at least midway through the season or something. And then, uh, and then bring Lovey Smith in. That would be great. I think that's the one thing that could somewhat quell Bears fans at this point is to just bring back Lovey Smith. Like that, people would be like a little less pissed right now. Immediately, like, you know, <laughs> happening though is at some point, then rumors would start exactly what I just said of Eberflus getting demoted to be <laughs> like, yeah, like promote, like, yeah, just switch him around. Like, hey, if we're gonna fuck this season up, why don't we do it with a friendly face and one yeah. <laughs> Oh, I miss Lovey. Yeah, I, uh, Isaac, maybe you can look up the stat. Our win percentage has been like god awful basically since we uh, fired Lovey Smith. <laughs> like it's been really bad. I mean, his last season wasn't great. You know, his last couple seasons were rough. Just, but we also got rid of a shit ton of people. So yeah, <laughs> it was. But yeah, I think we've had like two decent years, and one was with I think one both were with Fox, or one was with Fox, one was with Nagy, right? Yeah, I mean that has to be it. Because I think we won, sure the, Nagy, but... we won the NFC North twice since Lovey left, I want to say. And you got any more on the defense? I think that it's just, no. yeah, I mean, either. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's dig into the offense, which is not much better. <laughs> when the first so, bullet point for each of those is not, not great. great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, we're not bad. We need to we need to get some like sound clips, you know, that you drop in right there. Where it's like not great, yeah, like fucking amazing. Yeah, I don't think I'll make the fucking amazing soundbite until we win a game. <laughs> Maybe oh, it wouldn't be used for us. <laughs> yeah, oh, it yeah. would not be used sure, for us. Sure. Though, this would be like like for the Chiefs. What do you think of the Chiefs? They're fucking, fucking amazing. amazing you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, big thing. Nate Nate Davis is still out. He was active, but he wasn't Jesus playing. Jesus Christ. I would kill only him. one winning record season. But all right, so, so we, we just got the stat: the Bears fired Lovey Smith when the team went ten and six, and eleven seasons later, the Bears have only had one winning record season since then. I could have sworn we won the North twice since then. 
Uh, although well, I think and also one we did the... have the one where we went eight and eight. Yeah, that's what it was. That's why. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a fucking wild season. Yeah, <laughs> that, that one was crazy. Isn't dude? This guy, I would kill to go ten and six. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would kill to go eight and eight right now. <laughs> Get the yeah. fuck out of here. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. Um, yeah. So Nate Davis is out. He he was he was there. He was dressed. He's active, but he's not playing. Um, we. What are your opinions on that? Because I, I think it's. This was the last week I give him. I think. <laughs> What were your What are your opinions on him being dressed on the sideline but not playing? Uh, I I mean I wasn't too upset about it. I mean maybe he's just maybe he feels he's not mentally ready. You know maybe he wants to be there to support the team and or, and show face. Um, maybe the coaches aren't letting him. But I I feel like if he's not mentally ready to go, I mean, even if he's, it sounds like so he had, if- he's had a pretty rough situation. So. I, I just, yeah, I just think the situation he's, aside, he's the situation has to do like, with his mom. Yeah. And like, so oh, well, situation aside. Than, like, yeah. But aside, still, okay. we are paying him, what, 19 million? So here's the deal. You're not ready? Totally fine. Totally understandable. Yes, absolutely. However, then you should not be dressing. You should not be taking up a spot where we could bring someone else in. You only get to dress 53, 45 people on game day. So being dressed, we're paying you 19 million, 17 million, 19 million, what, whatever it is, <laughs> fucking more than I'll ever make in my lifetime. Like, then take the time that you need to do what you need to do, but get the fuck off the field. I get the want to be there of like, what, like, I want to go to work and I don't want to have to, I need to not think about this and be like, really? You want to watch this ass whooping instead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But. I don't know. To me, we could have used someone else out there, given another guy a shot, given another guy some some time, you know. So, uh, and instead, you know, he took up a dress spot and stood on the sidelines. And yeah. So for me, I was kind of I was a little frustrated with that. Not I can get that. And that but, that uh, I think is a coaching decision. I don't think that's yeah. on Nate Davis himself. Like okay, as a player, I understand like him wanting to be there. I do, but as an organization, from the coaching perspective, I think that they needed to make a fucking call and. Be like, look, we're in a position, unfortunately, that we need to like see what we've got available because <laughs> this is getting a little ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from, and I guess that's that's more uh, with the frustration directed more towards the coaches. I think I 100. I agree with you. Yeah, okay, I agree with you then. Yeah, because I was gonna say I don't blame Nate Davis at no, all. No, my frustration is uh, is 100 so yeah. has to do with the principal behind it. Behind it, like, yeah, I you're one that. of our most expensive pieces. If you need to take the time, then take the fucking time. Yeah. And the coaches are the ones that need to like abide by that and be like, look, dude, we would love to have you here. But but if you're not going to play, don't dress. Exactly. Yeah. Because that, we that's could fair. We yeah, need I agree use someone else. And that's their sh- they are the ones that need to make that call. And again, it's, it's kind of like adding to the frustration of this coaching staff across the board. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just Very another, yeah, another log on the fire. Again, nothing towards Nate Davis himself, like a hundred percent. Yeah, no, I, I totally the, agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. Then, yeah. Um. So I wanted to hit on the time of possession, uh, just because, I mean, so at the end of the game, the Chiefs had had the ball for thirty-six minutes and thirteen seconds, and the Bears had it for twenty-three minutes and forty-seven seconds, which is a pretty wide gap. And uh, going into the half. Uh, 
Or no, I couldn't I didn't believe we had it that long. Actually, <laughs> it did not feel that. I felt like a lot less. Yeah. And then throughout the game, the Chiefs had 31 first downs, and the Bears only had 11 first downs. Boy, the, um, the Bears are really good at giving up first downs. The Bears are really good at giving up first downs on third downs. What's the stat on our on us giving up third uh, first downs on third? Isn't it like it's like 58 percent or something like that? Jesus Six Christ. Christ. <laughs> yeah, Bears are giving up third down conversions on 60% That's of attempts. That's wild. We give, we give 31 first downs to the Chiefs. <laughs> they could have been Miaming the shit out of us. <laughs> yeah. Chose not to. Yeah. Good on them. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we The run game was non-existent. Hardly any carries. And, and we had time. It was still close going into the uh, second quarter, I think, so we could have maybe tried to establish a run game, but hardly any carries for Roshan Johnson or um, Khalil Herbert. And then I earlier in the week, uh, some someone on the Bears staff was quoting, quoted as saying that they were gonna there was gonna be a lot more design runs for uh, Justin Fields, and I just I didn't see them except for there was like maybe four or something in a row or that it was like every other play where it felt like they were like oh shit we told people we were going to do design runs let's get design runs in here so that we can be like we tried to <laughs> like that's where i like i like the note of of like it's enough for them to say that they tried but it, yeah. really, it but it still isn't it still isn't like he yeah. needs to be carrying it no, at it least 10 times a game designed not not scrambling like yeah not including 10 times scrambles. A game, minimum yeah and uh, i mean i don't know we've uh, gone on about we raved on about roshan johnson and i really like khalil herbert too like we have a good i don't know why we haven't been able to get uh the run game established it's something that should be a strength of ours but we're just not not utilizing it. Well, and again, I We'd think rather... so. You know, we talked last week about the fact that the offensive line gave him plenty of time, and he was holding it too long. Like, so they they stepped up and and did their job like they were supposed to, and yet still he was sacked what yeah. six times last week. <laughs> so like, yeah, you know, it's and that there comes a point as an offensive lineman that you you can't do anything further. You literally like yeah, the you, longer the job, time yeah. goes on after the snap before the whistle, it is like the closer, the longer that time span takes place, the less an offensive lineman can, can accomplish. It, it, it's just, and yeah. like exponentially so. And there's, yeah, yeah. so for me, I didn't think that the line was terrible in this game again. You know, I, I, no, I didn't think it was bad. It, this it just was bad plays and bad execution and be like, bad design like why again why are we not running it a little bit more and if we do run it why is it the same fucking play every time (laughs) yeah having herbert go off the right guard is just like over and over and over again come on man (laughs) shake things up a little bit granted i mean was it um the defensive lineman for uh kansas city that was back for this game chris jones chris jones yes he was back for this game and like, I mean, he's a fucking. I get why they may not have gone to the left a whole lot, but but like, but damn, yeah, it just that was a little frustrating. Yeah, uh, moving on from run the run game and talk a little bit about the passing. DJ Moore had a had a pass that hit him right in the numbers, and he just dropped it. <laughs> 
And uh, in the same vein of like him having a dropped one, he also had a really good catch for a touchdown. Um, but it's ridiculous that it's week three and that was the first touchdown that he's had as a bear. <laughs> yeah, it blows my mind that it was week three for that to happen. Yep. Uh, he was supposed to be, I mean, we got him so that Fields could go to him and he was going to be our biggest weapon. And I mean, has he even had more than 30 targets like <laughs> in these no. past? No, we're near it. Yeah. Yeah. I so, I don't think 20? he's had 20. Yeah. Not good. Going into the fourth quarter, uh, between Claypool and DJ Moore, there was uh, seven targets and one catch between the two of them. Of those seven t- targets, how many of them are Claypool and how many of them are more? Is it like a six and one scenario? Uh, or, you know what I mean? Like, no, I think it's got to be like yeah. a four and three because I think Moore was targeted like three or four times or something. Was that bad throwing? Was it bad route running? Was it bad hands? Was it good defense? Like what? Why is that? Those are supposed to be our, our one, two, right? So it's just, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's tough to say. <laughs> it's, it's, maybe I'm hesitant to blame Justin Fields, but I don't think it's entirely bad passing. I think he is. He has had a couple of solid passes. He's had more than a few over the last few games, like where he'll throw into like tight coverage. It's like a perfect spiral. The like precision is right there, but just great but, placement. But then yeah. the, the receiver doesn't execute. But then we've also seen some real shit throws too, you know. So for every yeah. good one, there's been a just bad one. So it's wildly yeah. inconsistent across the board. So speaking of Justin Fields, he had a few good plays, like you like you mentioned, he had a really good, really good, few really good passes, and he made some really good runs and stuff for first downs. And he was kind of starting to look like his, his old self in those plays. Uh, but I noticed, especially in the first half. He was really letting that play clock wind down. And I think at one point it got him. I think it was going into – it was ending the second quarter where he we got a penalty for delayed game. Well, it's also – it's loud as shit um, there. And it looked like <laughs> – It was loud as shit that? there. I think that was a big issue. Uh, sure, like they, yeah. They weren't able to <laughs> – Yeah. To, that's why they always have – you know, he pulls up the knee and then the right guard's watching and then taps the center on the knee to let him know. Yeah. And it just it seemed like that some every now and then that was not happening like it should have been. So Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that was as much by design on his end, you know, or or choice or anything. Like honestly, he did fairly well with it considering how loud Arrowhead is like just uh, Yeah. I was with the play clock, clock thing too. I was wondering when you got your keep thoughts on it, but it looked like man. yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh but I was wondering I, if you I, thought he was maybe Justin Fields changing some plays or if you just no. think it was more No, yeah. I don't think it was changing plays. I I no. He's not he is not um confident enough to be himself as a football player to follow his strengths. He sure shit isn't confident enough to be out there changing the plays right now. Yeah. So and I'm willing to bet that the voice in his helmet is I guarantee that's a big no no. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not happening. Hmm. No, I think that that was initially it was by design. The longer that you can control the ball and keep it out of the hands of Mahomes, the closer you're going to keep that game. And that's that's sort of the standard playbook against the Chiefs. I get you. It's the same way with that the, that they treated Brady. It's like it's the same way they treated Rodgers. It's don't give him the ball. Yeah. <laughs> the longer he's standing on that sideline, the better. I wanted to talk too about um, while we're on Justin Fields. I think this ties back into the coaching decisions. Uh, at one point, Justin Fields took a like a really hard shot to the head. He gets back up. He's stumbling around. Doesn't really look like he knows what direction he's going. 
thank God we have DJ Moore on the field because DJ Moore went over to him, grabbed him by, you know, grabbed him by the jersey and was calling coaches in and got him off the field. And then talk about like football IQ. Talk about field awareness yeah. because field and that fields was, awareness. <laughs> absolutely. But literally like to actually and it was between plays. Yeah. And more to me at that literally to me, that's the play of the game right there. Yeah. 100%. I think he saved fields. But not for he? long. <laughs> not for well, long because my, shortly after that we sent him right back in. That's what I mean. Down thirty eight points. But did he? Yeah. Because he had left him. He had, I think he would have ended up going into the concussion protocol. Just based on behavior alone. Yeah. And Moore was able to stop him and get him off the field. And they cleared him. Mm. I do not have faith in the NFL. And and their, I don't know, medical willingness. professionals? Well, I mean, their willingness to call concussions a concussion. Because I don't think they lack the ability, yeah. but I think they certainly lack the desire or the uh, incentive to to call a concussion a concussion. E.G. Tua. I mean that that is the hottest thing still of how poorly they the league and and the team at the time uh, but the league itself in general did with handling what was clearly a concussion like a severe concussion like when i'm standing when i'm watching a fucking game and i can go that dude's fucked up like you got to take care of that you should so, on the yeah, field that, you should know yeah you should, yeah the idea that they put him in when we were down by 38 points is fucking insane I, yeah and that right there tells me that's what i mean by my frustration you asked my first like how i felt i feel like the bears i feel like the coaching staff has given up on fields that right there was the nail in the coffin for me yeah the fact that they sent this kid back out there when a hundred percent he was not a hundred he wasn't no uh i mean i just think this segues really good into our next thing here it was just like i i didn't know what else to put here just like what the fuck do we do <laughs> like i mean obviously as fans you know we can't make any calls or anything but as an organization like what the fuck do the bears even do we're on a 13 game losing streak we're about we're coming into october october of last year was the last time we won a game so unless something happens, something good happens, we're going to be coming up on a year without winning an NFL game. The last two seasons combined under Matt Eberflus, we are 32nd in pressure rate, 32nd in pressure rate with a four-man rush, 32nd in yards conceded per coverage snap. So we're last in all those metrics under a coach who is supposed to be defensive-minded. While also giving up and we have 60% also, <laughs> yep. third down conversions. So giving up third down conversions on 60% of attempts that we have. Can you guess what also, place I that mean... is in? Can you guess what place that team that's in? That puts first. In? We're first. We're giving up the most. <laughs> we're giving up the most. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Number one, baby. <laughs> so I, I mean, just again, what the fuck are we going to do? According to Matt Eberflus, what we're going to do is we're going to focus. Isaac, what were you going to say there? Oh, no, I was just going to say they gave up the most last year, too. Um, but this is like a, def a defensive-minded head coach, plus 
you know, some of the biggest defensive salaries they've given out mm. or contracts in the last like two years. I think they've given out like five of the six biggest defensive contracts in the last two years. So I think we know what the answer is. <sighs> What's that? Would you get rid of Eberflus? You think they'll do that? I think they need to. Do I think they'll do that? I think they, they, I think they if need this to do continues a lot on things. throughout the season, <laughs> he's going to be gone after this season. I think if he, the things continue this season, he's 100% going to be done after this season. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see him gone sooner because right there, we've got two seasons under Matt Eberflus and like defensive minded my ass. There is zero. Da- I'm a data guy. There is zero data to prove that. Yeah. None at all. Right. Right there. Not with my organization. There isn't. Yeah. <laughs> like you talk about the Colts all you want. You talk about where you came from all you want. That's that's fucking fine. But clearly not here. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And uh, I think this was. I mean, this year is perfect to like. You have no excuses. You know, make all excuses you want for last year. We. I mean, like Isaac just said, we've spent a lot. I'm sure that those contracts and all the stuff that we've shelled out was probably a lot of it was from this year. So we well, and all those contracts were defense. supposed to help, right? Like that's the whole thing. Last year, this defense was god awful. Yeah, all the moves that we made on the defensive side of the ball in the off season were supposed to help, like, raise that. Yeah, that floor should have come up so that we're not thirty second and all this shit anymore. That's why we went out and got some like veteran players who are still in their prime still have of time playing years. Board, yeah. Um, but and. And they have been silent. Now, I, again, and I don't think that that's necessarily a talent issue. I think that's a scheme issue. I think that that is literally just like, I think it's, I'm coming down to coaching at this point. Yeah. Field said it once and then he's, you know, obviously in certain context, right? Yeah. But it's, that kernel's in there for a reason. Yeah. I'm willing to bet he's not the only one that believes it. Yeah. I would be fine with getting rid of Matt Eberflus midseason. Um, I I'd be fine we'll, if they announced tomorrow. Tomorrow, that yeah. Is I was gonna say I'd be fine <laughs> like, getting rid cool, of him this let's week. Let's do it. I, because I'm, I'm not sold on. I'm I'm bought out. I'm not on in on these guys anymore. I don't trust his coaching staff. Hell, even if Poles stepped in and was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna come in. I'll I'll be the defense coordinator. Imagine, That'd be interesting. Fuck imagine. it. Why not? Uh, Go for it, man. What do you think we do with Fields? I think you have a real talk with Getsy and tell him to get his head out of his fucking ass and show the world what this kid can do. You build a system to his strengths and you lean into those hard, no hesitation. Give him your 100% support so that you can build up his trade value and then get him out. He needs to go somewhere. And he needs to go somewhere that can help develop. He needs to go to the fucking Ravens. He can go sit behind Lamar. Uh Lamar and and like get some tips on how to be part of a real offense. He can he could go to the fucking Eagles and be a backup. Like behind Hertz. I think that him and Hertz are right about the same level, honestly. I think the big difference there that you see between the two of them is one who's in a system that fully supports him yeah. and and leans into strengths and gives him like everything that he needs. And they're like, we are a hundred percent in on you. Like no matter what, we're a hundred percent in on you. Yeah. And that 
versus Fields, who is in an organization that that he had one or two people who are 100% in on him. Players seem to be in on him, but the majority of the coaching staff is not. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, then the game plan is not going to be on you. And they're not going to call to plays that are going to help facilitate your growth and development. And you're going to lose confidence and you're going to lose step and your career's going to go down the fucking shitter. Just like the majority of Chicago Bears quarterbacks. So I, I just, that's what we do. I think you lean into him hard for the rest of the season. Make him look good again. Because he is, he definitely has plenty of strengths out there. Yeah. But then make him look uh, appetizing to some other teams who maybe they have like a Josh McDaniels who wants to, you know, bring on a quarterback that he can, that he can fully utilize. So I don't know. Yeah, it it hurts. That's my thought. It hurts a lot, but I I I don't want Fields here anymore because. Not because of I don't think he's good or because whatever, but I just I mean I think he deserves more. Absolutely, he deserves more. He never should have been drafted by the Bears in the first place. That fucked him immediately. Yeah, but I still I feel the same about him the way that I did about like the core crew from the Chicago Cubs that won the series, right? Which was that once the family um, basically turned their backs on the fans and started trading off for bullshit trades, uh, it it. At the end of the day, I love the players. Yeah. And I want them, regardless of who they go to play for, even if they end up with the fucking Yankees. <laughs> like, I gonna, want yeah. them to, or the goddamn Cardinals. Like, I still want them doing well to be successful. Yeah. And I, I want, because I love watching them play. They, they thoroughly reinvigorated my love of baseball because of their love of baseball was so clear. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing that I, I hope for with, you know, people that I, I lock into and I, I really like fields and I liked him in college. Um, and I just, but that's what, and that's one of the reasons I was so disappointed that we got him. I was yeah. like, Oh, no. like, don't, don't ruin him. Kid's future. Yeah. <laughs> so I sincerely, so when I'm saying yeah. this, that he needs to go, it's not, again, it's yeah. not against him. Yeah. It is all a hundred percent in support of him. Get the fuck out, bro. Yeah. Get out. Uh, we have the rest of the season to speculate about what the Bears should do or shouldn't do for the rest of the season or the off season. So instead of taking up more time doing that, we're going to go into everybody's favorite segment, the NFC North Vibe Check. Bum, 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 bum. With North, North, North Isaac Vibe Check. Turgeon. What do you got for us this week, buddy? Uh, Not much. Boring week, to be honest. Yeah. Well, it looks like the NFC generally did better than than last week. <laughs> the Definitely. NFC North did. Yeah. Yeah. I went back and watched all the games. I watched that Packers fourth quarter a few times. Had to go back and enjoy that a few times. The Vikings continue to just give up turnovers, and that's what's killing them right now. And also Kirk Cousins can't perform in clutch situations. And uh, like I said earlier, it's just kind of a swing back from last year. I mean, this is just not the same team they were last year. Last year they were able to, they were able to pull out these close wins, and this year they're not able to. I mean, they had ten attempts, ten plays in the red zone to take the lead, and they weren't able to punch it in at all. But I think last year the Vikings would have been able to pull that out. I think it's just 
I don't know if it's play calling or just Kirk getting older, but it's not looking as clutch as it was last year. It's kind of fallen the other way, the close games. Yeah. I think, you know, we were mentioning earlier that holistically on the season, Cousins leads and and Jefferson leads. And then their defense is leading in sacks, and yet they're still 0-3. And that's just insane. Yeah. It's the same issues from the last few weeks. They just turn it over and they've had every opportunity the last three weeks. Every opportunity. Did you watch the final sequence of the game? Yeah. I mean, they wasted like twenty seconds because he just he said he couldn't hear the play. But I'm like, dude, you're 35 years old. Fucking yeah, you're a grown ass man. (laughs) And like the numbers over the last ten years would show that you are one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Like. You should have that should ability have to like mistakes. make a fucking call, yeah. you know. So, or at least spike it or something. You Do know? something. Go talk yeah. To, talk, go talk to O'Connell. Get a call in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's just it proves why he'll never be one of the top ones. Just because when it's got to have it situations, he just folds like pretty easily. But I mean, the Chargers absolutely fucking dunked on him. I mean, Keenan Allen had 18 catches for like 200 yards. Herbert had a crazy game, 40 of 47 for 400 yards. Um, Dude, but yeah. that kid is going to be something for sure. I mean, like, watching him play is – it's fun to watch him. Like, that Chargers team, uh, they remind me very much of, like, the Bills, Josh Allen's first year or two, you know, where it was like there's something special there. It's just, like, waiting for all the pieces to – to either fall into place or or for them to get the the pieces they're missing still you know i don't think that they're quite there to be a top contender yet just because you know they clearly give up a lot of points still on the defensive side of the ball their defense is not 100 percent. they're they give they give up good yardage you know um i think their secondary is one of one of the worst ones in the league i think it is the worst is it really? I really? Oh, really? Not Denver anymore. It's Denver now, probably. <laughs> You're like, Denver are you right sure? now. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I think the Chargers. I think Herbert even started at a higher floor than Josh Allen because Herbert he won like Rookie of the Year or something like that. Oh yeah. So, I, mean, I think he has a better. He's more consistent too. You know, like yeah. Allen. If Allen has a bad game, he's got a fucking terrible game. You know, yeah. ten interceptions whereas like, type shit. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Herbert's bad games are still competitive, manageable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've I've always thought that if the Chargers can make the playoffs and go up against, they always play the Chiefs really well. So if they can get past the Chiefs, I think they'd have that's when they become. You know, yeah. contenders, because they always, whenever they play against the Chiefs, it's always a close one. Um, but yeah, for the Vikings, that's pretty much all there is. I mean, it's just the same issues, explosive offense just faltering, and gotta have it situations. But with the Lions, so the Lions had the Falcons this week. I liked that game a lot. Yeah, Why from a, from a Lions standpoint, I think it was the week before they played the Seahawks. In that game, they also lost their third down rusher, James Houston, who's usually a you know clear passing situation rusher. Mm-hmm. But this game, they had seven sacks. Yeah. They they got after it. Brian Branch was fucking everywhere. He had three tackle for losses and two pass deflections in like crucial situations too. That was just a crazy 
bounce back from the defense, especially without their two starting safeties as well. Mm-hmm. They forced the Falcons to get into obvious passing situations and then were just able to exploit it. I mean, Ritter can't beat teams by himself. He needs to rely on the run game. If they take away the run game, the Falcons are pretty one-dimensional, and uh, that's what the Lions did. I mean, if they can rely on their defense to win them games, that's when it's going to get, like, that's when they're going to be one of the top teams. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah, because their offense can definitely execute. Like, you know, golf fits there so well. And so their offense is more than good enough to keep them in games. You get that defense, like, finally. Catching up. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. If they get that locked in, by midseason, we'll be able to tell who's going to win the NFC North. We got Packers-Lions on Thursday. That'll be a good that's game. Be a good that game. should be a very yeah, good game. Yeah, we were talking earlier. I think that's going to be a good metric to see where both teams actually are. Um, for sure. And then you were saying whoever wins that is going to have the North for the next few weeks at least, right? I think they should. I mean, at least from a win standpoint because you get that division record under you. It's pretty easy to stay ahead yeah well yeah i mean let's see we lost to the bear or to the, to the no one's to the lost packers. to the bears we're we lost to the packers in about we're a year gonna lose to the vikings <laughs> like so i mean the the first couple that we have to start out the season in these first five six weeks you know we're gonna go on two for sure that's the thing though their offense wasn't that good golf was kind of shaky i mean he got hit a lot because this yeah. game he was he had, yeah, yeah, he didn't get sacked at all, but he got hit like nine times. So he was... Is that all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was rattled, though. So, I mean, he wasn't hitting. He was sailing a lot of deep passes and stuff like that. He, was, he wasn't he was on point like he usually is. I yeah. think he had another interception as well. But, I mean, that's the first time holding the team to six or under since 2018. So the defense is making strides. Oh, absolutely. I mean... Especially with their two starting safeties out, it's just showing that they're creating depth around the team as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how you win games. Next man up performs. and I will say it'll be fun to watch the NFC North in like three years. Uh, from from the Lions' perspective, from the Packers' perspective, you know, it's it's going to be very interesting to watch those two. And uh, again, the Vikings are not that far off, yeah. right? They're, yeah. they're, they're just not. Like, if they could lock in the defense again – and still operate as a high octane offense, like <laughs> they're still going to be a fun team to watch, and uh, they're at least going to give us good and close games, whether they win or lose. I don't give a shit, but you know it's good, it's fun football. Yeah, I think the NFC North in general, other than the Bears, are on an upward trend right now, which is pretty cool. Just that our their division overall is doing better. I think it's going to be more so like the AFC North in a few years where. It- Every team splits like 3-3 because, I mean, it's just dogs going after each other, mm-hmm. basically. Absolutely. And honest, that's how I want it to be. Yeah. When someone just runs away with a division, it's it's not as much fun, I don't think. it's It can be for like a year for that team. Yeah, I was going to say, unless it's your team it's that's like running Consistently away over it. and over every year, it's like. But that's pretty much it for the Lions, unless you guys got anything else. No. You want to hit the uh, the Packers game or? Yeah, or was well, talking about the fourth quarter enough for you earlier? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll uh, I'll go back into it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's touch on that a little more. Yeah, can just... we not touch on it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're on a podcast. <laughs> like you know, this guy, put it away. this guy. <laughs> Eleven fucking penalties. 
90, that was wild, bro. <laughs> 90 penalty yards has been an issue all year, but this was more of like stupid, like holding penalties and shit like that. Like the last few, the first few games have been, you know, personal fouls and shit like that, but this was just sloppy play all around. Just for a undisciplined, long time. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember just being like, "Really? Like, and they're at home? Like, that was a weird thing <laughs> <Yeah>. to me." <laughs> I mean, they were they had backups on the left side, so I mean, I guess there's that, but still. But it was the right side that was getting called for. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, it was. There's been a tight end. I think it's Luke Luke Musgrave who's gotten a few false starts now. Mm. So that could definitely be it too. But yeah, for the first three quarters, we essentially couldn't do anything. Um. Love wasn't hitting a rhythm or anything. I mean, we weren't capitalizing on anything. There's so many missed opportunities as, you know, which has been a continuous thing. There's lots of contended passes. Like every pass yeah. was contended. That those that defense was on point for that first part of the game. Like especially that secondary. I mean Alante Taylor was everywhere. Yes, and- everywhere. Felt like they were calling his name on every play for a while there. <laughs> yeah, he was he was disrupting a lot. I mean, but we kept attacking him. Mm-hmm. So we finally got some good plays out of it. But I mean Marshawn Lattimore is already established and then Yeah. They have a they just have a young uh young secondary that's super disciplined. Their pass rush is amazing too. Oh yeah. They just the way they create pressure and and just get after it. They're, some of their stunts that they use are, it's fun to watch. Um, Rashawn Gary, finally back. Three sacks on the day. Um, just, he was the only one that came to play for those first, th- those first three quarters. He's due for a contract, and I think we should pay him sooner than later because the price <laughs> is just going to keep going up. Do it now. <laughs> yeah. Three sacks, that's more than what Bears got. All season. Yeah, in one game. So. <laughs> The one thing I liked was that we stayed poised in the end. I mean, we didn't get rattled by it. I mean, we it was a slog fest for like the first 45 minutes, but the last 15 minutes is what counted. And I mean, they were able to pull it out. One thing I noticed was AJ Dillon got benched in the last quarter. Um, mm. He's been really struggling he's been running like he's got his laces tied together basically so they put in patrick taylor patrick taylor's really solid in the um pass pro as well so that could also be why but even for running plays patrick taylor was out there late and aj Dillon was essentially not out there at all at the end last time the packers were down 17-0 at halftime shut up shut up i saw it Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Go on, say it. 2018 against the Bears. <laughs> the Khalil Mack game for the first half. Oh, okay. Is that that game? Yeah. yeah. Where he fucking showed out, dude. He had, yeah. the, he had a fucking hell of a game. And he then did. it was like the second half, we just did nothing. Yeah. Well, and Rodgers came out to play that second half, too. High as hell, too, probably. Yeah, off the perks. Oh. <laughs> 
He had like a southern accent in the post game. I, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that one honestly might be worth putting in. I might throw that clip in here because that one is honestly worth it. I remember that. I remember oh, we were man. laughing about that too. I think Isaac, weren't we? Didn't we share that with each other? Because that was when we were still was like camp. Gone. He was yeah. That was so funny. I'll have to find that. Well, it's it's hard to it is, but it's the Bear Packer rivalry, so it would have had to take something really catastrophic injury-wise to keep me off the field in the second half. You know, I went in the locker room, did all the tests, and then I was in our indoor facility trying to get it loosened up. But I know once I got back on the field, the adrenaline started going, I'd be able to hang in there. What was the injury? Well, my knee. Um, you know, I just felt something in it. Just having a hard time putting weight on it. Uh, Doc and I had a conversation there. Yeah, we did the test. I told him I was going back. On my knee. On my knee. On my knee. That was the biggest <laughs> Packers fourth quarter comeback in history. This blast game, not the Bears one. No, no, no. no. Yeah, I, I just, sorry. I just want to get it clear. Yeah, biggest fourth quarter comeback, which is, you know, pretty good from your young quarterback. Um, but like Stein said early on, he was interested in seeing Jordan Love in games where he's got to win it. He's got to throw for 40 plus times. And I think he proved that he can trust his young receivers and make plays when it counts. I mean, especially without Christian Watson and his whole left side of the line. It's uh, Zach Tom, our right tackle also went out late. It was just fun to watch him kind of emerge as a playmaker. Probably the first time we've seen him in a situation like that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's... and against a sound defense. Now, I think the thing that definitely helped them was Derek Carr going out because once that happened, it seemed like the Saints' offense literally could do nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they stalled out hard, and so it looks like Derek Carr's injury uh, is an AC, AC joint sprain. I don't know if any of you have ever 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 had one of those, um, but generally, in order for it to be like symptomless. It's months. I would be very surprised if Derek Carr actually were to start next week or even the week after. Now, things are always escalated a bit in the NFL at the professional level. You know, they people tend to come back from injury, certain types of injuries a little quicker than like the average. They got them crazy drugs. Crazy drugs. And the cryotherapy. If, like you get shit. everything. Yeah, you get, you high, get everything. End, high end of everything. They um, got that good health care. But like, you know, the Saints, I think, could have been a pretty solid show out for the NFC North or South. And now I, I think that that immediately puts them into question. Just not they don't Derek have Carr. him for a few yeah. weeks. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that, how that plays out for them. All right. We got any more on the NFC North vibe check guys, or I don't think so. I think that pretty much wraps it up. Good week all around, except for the two winless teams. Yeah. Um, I think the Lions are solidifying themselves as the top dog in the NFC North, and I think Thursday's going to see if they actually are or not. All right, boys. Mm-hmm. Week four. Well, let's, yeah, Week let's, four. Let's wrap up. Well, that'll wrap up the uh, NFC North vibe check and take us into the week four preview, which will be the Chicago Bears versus the Denver Broncos. 
like to call this one the Battle of the Bads because the Caleb Williams Bowl. <laughs> Caleb Williams Bowl. <laughs> there was another one. There was another one that was like <laughs> Caleb Williams. <laughs> like, Caleb Williams watching the Bears play made him want to get his PhD instead so he could <laughs> stay in college longer and not get oh, drafted yeah. by the Bears this year. Yeah, dude, I don't blame him. <laughs> and I was like, Fuck yeah, it. dude, fuck it, stay in school. Yeah, the PhD, you, you might actually little... be able to go somewhere with that instead of, <laughs> as opposed to if you get drafted by the Bears, you might just end up with the Steelers. <laughs> so the Broncos got the fucking break speed off of them last week for anyone who didn't pay attention. <laughs> what was the final score? It was like 70 to 20, 20, 70, 20. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Miami Dolphins put 70 points up on the Broncos, uh, close to breaking the uh, all time record. They should have had. 70, <laughs> yeah. like, they easily could 100%. have. They, easily they could rightfully have. had it. There. Which to like, me, it's they, just like at that point, you're already at 70. Why do you choose to take your foot off the off the gas at 70? Like, just go for the record. Just do it. But like, they're I not think, trying uh, to humiliate anyone. Yeah, Isaac was telling me earlier that that's what uh, Tua said. Tua said they didn't want to humiliate anyone. It's like, buddy, that ship sailed. <laughs> but, you know why Tua said yeah. that? Because that bitch was not going for a field goal. You know they would put seven more points on the board. Oh. <laughs> they were more likely. They, they I bet, I bet their percentage on touchdown, like on the pass, is almost as high as their fucking kicker is this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After that game, goddamn. Uh, so even with the Broncos uh, getting all of their teeth knocked out, uh, they are still favored to beat the Bears at home in Chicago. They are three point favorites. How are you? First off, my question. Number one, how are they only three-point favorites? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that – I was listening to another podcast about like how someone was like, how the fuck is that a thing? And someone else was like, the only thing I can think is that the people in Vegas need – they cannot lose like the the populace of Chicagoans who, who – place bets of how many people gamble in chicago yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly that they're so like, they they're chicago like, no, off yeah. <laughs> sure even though they should probably be like a 10 point favorite yeah, you know that's maybe funny. 13 point favorite. <laughs> it's like yeah yeah they got that they got donkey punched like non-stop that whole day <laughs> yeah but even still i don't disagree with them being favorite yeah. in chicago no, with what's going on right now i don't disagree either uh, this is going to be the first game in NFL history between two teams who combined to allow 110, point, 110 plus points and 1,100 plus yards the previous week. Jesus Christ. So we're making history again, boys boys and girls. We're making more history. I don't know. I really I, – a little bit – I mean, you want to just give the vibe on this? I don't think we need to go into strengths and weaknesses and really break this one down, especially we're pretty, we're no. pretty far up in the I'll, time right I'll now. I'll tell you right but, uh, now. Russell Wilson may be way the fuck out there the last couple of years, but he's still a veteran quarterback. Like, I still think that he's going to come in and be able to execute at least a well above average, whereas we don't have a single quarterback on the staff who could execute above average at this particular point in time. So it's just, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be a mid off. It's just both really bad teams and just. Uh, did you say mid off? Yeah, bro. <laughs> You mid, what the fuck is mid about what we've done this season so far? You There's say no worse mid than mid about yeah. this. This, is, this isn't going to be a goddamn yeah, low off. Low this off. Is, 
It's just not going to be pretty. Uh, I don't think uh, the Bears are going to turn anything around. I don't think they're going to do anything different. I think we're going to continue on the same track. Uh, the Broncos, I do think, like you're saying, they're capable of coming in and playing at least average, which is going to be better than what the Bears are going to put up. Um, Russell Wilson is a veteran. I think someone in the Bears is going to get hurt this week. Yeah. Look, uh, why is that? Look, look, you want to elaborate on that? Because they're getting put in bad positions. They're getting put in terrible positions. We already have plenty of injuries to begin with. Yeah. Somebody's going to feel like they need to step up and try to make like make something happen. And I think I think I think someone's going to get hurt this week. Yeah. So I think we're going to have more injuries again. And the Broncos also have something to play for, right? They're like, "Fuck that! We're not the Bears. Like, yeah. they, just, they just got their shit kicked." Yeah. Like I guarantee they're going to come in fired. Yeah. Up. And they may not play well defensively as a unit, but I mean, you know, 280 pounds with fire and fury in them is is still going to do some damage. Yeah, so. and I think the Bears at this point are pretty uh, deflated. Yeah, I don't think there's any fire or fury in any of them. Nope. It's and that's that's the difference. Sucks to see, but um, I think that's unless you guys got anything you want to really go into or dig into i think that's about it for the bears broncos i think this is going to be russell wilson's best game in two years <laughs> i mean and and possibly for the rest of the, might, yeah, just for the rest of his career there. honestly <laughs> however long that might last um i mean he had a great game against washington in week two so i mean he's still got you it never know yeah we'll I see mean, it's such a it's such a weird drop off from last year because that Broncos defense was so fucking good last year. Yeah, how did it literally just like plummet? I mean, it did they lose a bunch of people? They lost their coordinator. That you think that's what did it? it was just the coordinator alone? I mean, I'm sure it has something to do with it, but that's such a dramatic drop off. Huge. Huge. And that's got to be frustrating, especially like for returning defenders who are like, we're. They have been a solid, like, responsible defense for a while, you know, and then we still have the same people, but we are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, you know, normally we do a score. Like, who do we think is going to win on this one? I don't want to do scores this week. What I'd rather do is, do you think anyone's going to get fired after this game <laughs> Be from either team? <laughs> I don't, I mean, didn't they pay Sean Payton a shit ton of money? I don't think they'll get rid of him. Oh, there's no way he's getting season. fired. Yeah. No, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't but, be surprised uh, if they like made other moves. Sure, fired, benched. I mean, fingers crossed. Fucking Matty Berflus gets fired. Um, didn't think I'd be saying that this season, but here we are. What about you, Stein? Who do you think is getting fired? <laughs> I don't know if anyone's going to get fired. Um, I don't know if there's going to be any other further, you know, chart. You know, like does someone else have to resign for? inappropriate behavior or whatever the fuck <laughs> HR is saying. Yeah. Like um otherwise I think benching I I would not be surprised if I would not be surprised if we see another outing by the offense like this that that Fields ends up if not getting benched in the next game. He maybe does the starting series or two of the following game and then gets benched. So that's what I'm going to be looking for. Yep. Isaac, you got any predictions you want to make? Yeah, no, I think it's just going to be ugly. Just I going think to be ugly. Probably just shouldn't air it on TV. <laughs> should put it on C-SPAN instead of whatever it's going to be on. <laughs> uh, got to put all it right. on streamies. Well, yeah. Uh, that about does it for this episode. Um, 
shit sucks right now, but fuck it. The season goes on. At least uh, with some of the drama and stuff that's been going on, maybe we'll be in for more of it and some sort of entertainment because God knows we're not being entertained on fucking game days. So, Do you think they're making a push for Hard Knocks? I don't know. Maybe. I, we should have had it this year, I thought. I was kind of hoping we would get it this year. but That would have been entertaining as fuck. Oh, that would have been crazy. <laughs> Can you, I mean, we'd have Especially such a, once you start watching the games now, yeah. you'd be like, what the fuck was happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we got the Broncos, and then we'll be back next week, same time, same deal. We'll try to have an episode out uh, within a couple of days. Stein, what do you got for people that you want to share? For the people, you can check me out on Instagram, uh, Real Gym Heroes. Uh, you can also check out my other podcast, Chick Flicks with Dicks. Um, flicks is spelled with an X, and then hit up. Yeah, no, we'll just we'll keep it at that. Keep you can that. also check out. Right. Yeah, we'll keep it at that. Alrighty. Rate and review. There's also this this uh, podcast called The Bear Claw Pod that you know you could uh, probably take a look at, take a little gander at. Yeah, maybe share it with your friends. So yeah, if you want to follow follow us on uh, if you want to follow the podcast on social media right now the big ones are tiktok and instagram and on those we're at the bear claw pod on both uh if you guys want to send us an email you know any comments any questions anything you want to let us know you can send an email to bearclawpodcontact at gmail.com and uh yeah whatever your uh, platform you're listening to you know you're listening to us on whether that's apple Podcasts or spotify or whatever um be sure to give us a rating and give us a little review write something nice for us and give us a five-star review or write something not so nice and give us a five-star review, as long as it's five stars. Um, you could literally say, fuck off. If you give me five stars, that's I'll fine. I'll fuck that, off. Yeah. That's totally fine. Uh, I'd love to hear from people, though, yeah, if we that'd got be some great. emails on, like, what are your opinions? Like, should how do we fix this? You know, what are your thoughts on Fields? What are your thoughts on Eberflux? Yeah. <laughs> Even if you want to just air out some frustrations, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let us know. Yeah, anything that we missed, like, hit us For up. For sure. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm on Instagram at Daniel. Uh, I keep updated everything, anything that I'm working on. I usually uh, post it there and keep that, you know, if you follow me on there, I'll uh, keep updates on there. And uh, if you want to listen to my music, you can uh, find it on anywhere you find music. It's just my regular name, Omar Daniel. Isaac, what have you got for the people? Uh, my Instagram. I stay busy on that with future projects and stuff like that. Uh, Isaac, E-Y-E-Z-E-C-K. Uh, yeah, I... We'll just keep that updated with all my future projects. Alrighty. Well, that about does it for us, guys. We'll catch you next week. And uh, as we continue to keep track of this fucking dumpster fire that is the Chicago Bears. But, you know, this is our life. This is what we've chosen. This is what we're stuck with. So chin up and bear down. Catch you next week. Deuces.